Hello and welcome to a three bean salad. Um, the one and only Mr. Bean centric podcast banned in a con- a whole continent. A whole continent has it, banned us. At a, this whole continent. A, whole a whole continent. A whole continent. Uh, um, I'll go start again. Sacred. <laughs> <laughs> To a three bean salad, the one and only Mr. Bean centric podcast. Also, the only podcast to have been banned in China within its first three episodes. Oh, hell yeah. Wow. Um, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Rob. I'm Jack. I'm Butch. Butch McDick. So, a little bit of a, a little bit of background on the format. So, every single week, the three of us are going to watch one of the three, yes, three Mr. Bean movies on rotation, one a week for all 52 weeks of. 2020 um this is our first repeat viewing episode four so we've gone back to being 1997 um we for the subsequent uh podcast episodes we aren't really going to be going into too much plot we assume you've either listened to the previous episodes or have seen the films yourself so if you haven't make sure you do one or two of those things um but yeah, how are you guys? How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, Rob. Thank uh, you so I, much. I, I got to watch. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch Bean 1997 last night, so I'm doing pretty fucking good. Okay, yeah. Hold on. Let's just let's just kill this elephant in the room, baby. Uh, can we just all get behind the fact that this is the best movie ever it's made? It's so good. I mean, oh, arguably. Like this is. Yeah. Like I just had such a lovely time. <laughs> I like I know I know the first round of this we were all saying like wow what a masterpiece. But no, this is something special. No, but really like Tarkovsky walked so Bean could sprint. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, like, that's how it goes. Oh, it's true. That's literally that's the, the history of cinema in a sentence. <laughs> now I've got some uh, I've got some things to get out of the way first and foremost. Uh, I've been just for the audience listening. Uh, who might not know the behind the scenes. I have been teasing these two with what I have been calling a business expense for <laughs> about a month. Uh, I purchased it like at the very start of, a, of this podcast, and it just arrived uh, about a week ago, a week or two ago, and uh, it's a business expense that relates to being 1997, and I haven't told anyone what it is, but I finally got to utilise it for the first time yesterday. Oh. And so I'm going to reveal what it is now. So for Christmas, I received a Blu-ray copy of Bean 1997 for use in this podcast. It was a Blu-ray of the international version. And I figured, why not just go the whole hog and also spend 20 euros on a Blu-ray of the US version? Oh, yeah, yes. Baby. Yes. And so now <laughs> I own a Blu-ray copy of both versions of this movie. And yesterday I watched for the first time the US version. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Yes, but you fucking legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My boys, that was 20 euros for about... 
maybe two more minutes of footage. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> so worth it. I know we said we yeah we didn't we all say we were gonna watch the like bits on. I completely yeah I didn't do it. Oh, I, uh, I I have some some fucking news because not only did I watch the US version which has the one extended scene but I also after the viewing of the film went back uh to my other blu-ray copy and checked under the bonus features tab where there is a lovely lovely little featurette that is 20 minutes long that is called bean scenes unseen and it is 20 minutes of fervor deleted footage with oh. uh, with uh, f- little snippets of uh, Mel Smith and Rowan Atkinson talking over them. No uh, way! God. And explaining their context. It isn't like the complete scenes. It's like they'll say a little bit about the scene, then it will cut to a little clip from it, uh, which is a bit of a shame. But they, from what they said, I gathered there's probably about 40 minutes of deleted scenes. Oh, uh, in the film. Uh, and I will go over some of the highlights here. I've got a page of just about all of them, but, but the, <laughs> like it, it shan't take me long to go through most of them. But there are some that I think are absolutely worth addressing because, Rob, you mentioned last week your confusion at when Bean goes into a supply closet that is for some reason marked employee washroom. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we, I'm sure everyone who's watched it and has been paying attention has kind of thought. Huh? At yeah. that part. Yeah. Well, the reason for that is because there is a deleted scene in that sequence that takes place no in the way. employee in the employee washroom where he goes in there and tries to clean the painting. But then <laughs> a bunch of employees gather at the door and start knocking on the door. And so what Bean has to do is put the painting out on the ledge of the building and then just walk what? out of the washroom like nothing's <laughs> happened. <laughs> this ledge, this ledge, which I should point out is above, directly above the people having the security meeting. Oh, no, no way. way! At which point Bean has to climb out onto the ledge and get the painting and bring it back inside. That is that is the scene that made me just... That, that just blew me away. But there's a lot of other little things. The, the, apparently, it took... In the original cut, it took Bean about 30 minutes uh, before he was in America. Because it was like oh, him wow. getting dressed and packing and him driving in the car and him driving through Harrods at one point when he got stuck in a traffic jam. <laughs> uh, oh, isn't that a skip from the show as well? I'm pretty so. sure it is. And then uh, there's... there's it, it, the, the deleted scenes explain why he does the airport gun scare. No way. <laughs> they explain it. <laughs> they, they, they explain, uh, as they're talking over it, Mel Smith says Mr. Bean gets in his head as he's getting excited about going to America, gets it in his head that just everyone in America is walking around with guns. And that's why when he sees the policeman with guns, he's like, oh, I was right. And then he does it too, to try <laughs> oh and fit God. in. <laughs> A true and, commentary uh, on, uh, on the US society. <laughs> we, I also have an answer for the question that we posed last week which was uh, why does the man who's sitting next to Bean on the plane why does he move? That is explained that is explained because at one point Bean falls asleep and his head just smacks into the man's lap as Bean falls asleep (laughs) and the man requests to be moved. Now this is the next big scene which completely destroyed the theory I went into this viewing with. Oh okay. Uh, the theory I went into this viewing with, which I hinted at last time, was that this film is like Pulp Fiction and doesn't take place in chronological order. Mm. Uh, my one and only 
piece of evidence for this was the underwear in the oven, which yeah. I assumed <laughs> takes place after him getting his crotch wet, because how else would he have been able to get that in there without them noticing? Well, the as reason well as is... Why would he have, he have brought, like, wet, wet dirty under underwear? <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason... The, the way he was able to get them in there is because originally there was about 10 minutes between Bean getting arrested and him being introduced to the family, where he goes to their address, uh, and they're not there because they're still waiting for him at the airport. Oh my oh, no god! And so he just spends the evening in their house while they're not there, and they Wait, don't discover him waiting. until the next morning. Oh no, my the god! The next morning? Where are they? Do they? Go they're in the airport waiting for him. And All then they night. go... And then they go home at night, and then they have, like, a series of near misses where, like, they don't quite see him. No and way! And at one point, he brushes his teeth with, like, David's foot fungal cream. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, after he brushes his teeth with it, he goes, hmm, tasty. <laughs> oh my god that's why and, allison is so angry and that the, the first time she sees him yeah she's like oh my yeah. god this fucking man was in my house without me there overnight yeah that this... makes a lot more sense rather than them meeting him for the first time and instantly all of them hating him for no reason <laughs> there's also a, a moment here where uh, bean discovers a walkman while he's in their house and he just starts dancing down the stairs with it which uh, for richard curtis fans out there anyone who's seen love actually will uh, get flashback immediately oh my god what do, what do you know what song oh i didn't make note i i absolutely will next time because i tell you what i am editing together my own extended version of this film yes uh, god imagine the true director's cut two it, plus hour version it oh, needs yes. to be released can we get like a petition going like, yeah release the bean anyway. cut oh my god oh my god <laughs> the butch mcdick cut <laughs> butch fair play yeah, uh, yeah those are those are just my notes on the uh, deleted scenes this uh these aren't my notes on the 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 extended scene of the american version i suppose we'll get to that when we get to it i feel yeah. like i've spoken for long enough do one of you want to pop in with some of your theories <laughs> Oh, well, look, just fair play. What a good business expense. Yeah, Incredible. holy shit. Cannot wait for the, the others. <laughs> <laughs> so far, uh, there's at least one other. <laughs> oh, dear. And um, you will see within the next two weeks. <laughs> is that the one we've all paid for? That's the one that you two have chipped in for, and it is arguably an even worse expense. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Oh, cannot wait. Uh, but guys, look. I know we've all we've all you know said how much we loved this viewing like I do feel this is I think holiday is so lovely and maybe my my maybe that will blow me away as much as this one did next week when I watch it but right I just this is just another dimension it's it's got it's just I but you know on our first viewing you said that this film or no it was in the first episode on holiday you mentioned that this film B1997 has its own personality and it fucking does like that's just so spot on there's just yeah. this weird feeling about it it's got like an, an aura for lack of a better word yeah like, it does i think it comes through and like i just feel if we're talking like technically uh or like you know we're talking kind of uh, like we're up our own arses a bit and we hate fun <laughs> like you could kind of call a lot of decisions in this movie questionable <laughs> yeah at a, at a at a at a push possibly um like the lighting throughout is horrendously flat 
it, like it, the sets are really weird and look plastic like <laughs> the whole thing looks kind of like a sitcom yeah all of yeah. it it looks like a sitcom but it kind of works oddly i don't know i just can't imagine like holiday it's just, is a beautiful it's just film slightly unreal it is just slightly surreal in that slightly like blue velvetish way yeah i just like it's just slightly off it puts you at it puts you at disease i rewatched uh rabbits by david lynch over the week um that i loved when i was a teen and um the other way that is kind of like this weird surreal sitcom sort of yeah um and like obviously the set is just ugly and weird and like the lighting is bad and just like it, but i feel this this film is pretty much the the rabbits <laughs> of comedy <laughs> um I, I wish that didn't make sense, but it does. You know I don't know I mean? why like, that makes just, sense. On every level, it shouldn't work, but it just kind of does, and it ends up being kind of triumphant. I'm not saying that Bean doesn't work in kind of good conditions, because naturally, I think Holiday is like an expertly kind of made film. Mm. Um, mm. Like, it's beautiful to look at. Like, performances are great. Script makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, <laughs> Let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I, I fully agree. This film just has its own sort of, um, it's unmistakable. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I don't worry. I have gotten on to Letterboxd about fixing the poster and also adding a backdrop on the, on the profile because uh, I've managed to get their attention for a few movies on changing the posters and backdrops. Oh, fuck. Um, so <laughs> the, the poster for Bean at the moment is horrendously yeah, ugly. It's horrible. It's white mm. with harsh red uh, letters and, and there's a weird cutout of Rona or uh, sorry, Bean. Um, <laughs> different but people. of course the VHS cover is Mr. Bean uh, I think the Blu-ray cover is well possibly but mm-hmm. the, the VHS cover that I had is you know him in front of the Hollywood sign yeah, holding the o, the o which I don't know if this is the best rest of representation of the movie because Bean isn't a thief you know he's not an inherently yeah. bad well man. Wh- I mean listen we have uh, I, I'm not sure I, I agree with either of those statements <laughs> I, I'd argue he is both a thief and an inherently bad person <laughs> I I might have something to add to that as well, just in terms of my viewing this time (laughs) round. Well, I mean, in the, as I was saying at the start, our first three episodes, because they were the, our first watches, not our first watches, but the first watches of the of the series, uh, we kind of went scene by scene, given a breakdown of the order of the movie. Um, I think for now, we're kind of just going to go more free form. Just any kind of ideas or theories or, or things we have to mention, we'll just kind of go on. So I'm, open, I'm opening the floor. So Jack, if you want to expand on what you were just saying. Right. Well, as I have alluded to in pretty much every episode so far in fact every episode so far you may have noticed i bring up uh the theme of religion (laughs) the theme of religion that i am convinced runs through the entire bean franchise as a whole so my focus on this viewing was looking for any sort of religious connotations throughout the film i've i've actually taken quite a few notes to do with religion as well uh I've, I've, I'm just going to rattle, rapid fire off some of them because most of these are just things I wrote on the fly that don't necessarily relate to what's happening on screen. Uh, Bean is a healer. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, David is a big is a biblical name. Bean isn't. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one of the characters I didn't take a note of who, but one of the characters, uh, according to the credits, is named Delilah, which another religious name. 
Oh. So, well, uh, well, well. I'd, I'd, have... also, I'd also like to point out a few more of the credits' names while I'm on this, because th- some of them are just so choice. Go uh, ahead. You know, the guy who's uh, showing off the Whistler's mother like merchandise, his name, according <laughs> to the credits, is Walter what? Merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is his name. Yeah. Oh, well. uh, My favorite also... quote from him is, um, is either... Uh, you know, um, you just blow right up her ass, ass or uh, <laughs> it'll sell. <laughs> I have a few a other, guy. a few other, a few other choice names, uh, including Officer Stubbles. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is that is that the one, the one cop, the one cop? Is that his one assistant think, that I is don't always with so. him? I don't think he does, so. He does but, have uh, one other cop with him all the time. Uh, so. I, I, Stingo's full name is apparently. Oh, st- it's so good. <laughs> it's Stingo Wheelie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does he do? I can't remember. Does he do a wheelie? I don't I think, think he, he does. does. Oh wait, does oh, he, he not? Did. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. When he pulls up, I know. I know when he pulls up, it's supposed to seem kind of cool, like oh, he's on a motorcycle. Yeah. But it's just again, Leonard from the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say that, but yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> I actually kept a lookout for his face, and yeah, I yeah. saw. It. Um, but yeah, when he does arrive, he kind of doesn't. Like I know it's supposed to look cool, but. He kind of like fumbles around. He yeah, kind of he looks starts like he, and stops like a few times. He looks like he nearly of... falls off when he yeah. spins around. Like I, <laughs> I like, totally noticed that. And then he never really put. I was because I was trying to look out for his face. He never really puts his head up. Yeah, he, he just sort of, he looks yeah. kind of embarrassed. He's sort of brooding, he's like <laughs> he's almost like he's really nervous about David saying anything to him. So he's just trying not to make eye <laughs> contact. Cover the tears, Stingle. Cover the tears <laughs> under your dreads. <laughs> I also have uh, I have two other character names which I took note of. One of them is Doctor. Squeaking, and one of them is Nurse Diaper. <laughs> is, <laughs> is Nurse Diaper the one that uh, moans when he uh, when he saves um, the one policeman? I have no idea. It's spelled D Y P E R. Jesus, that's even funnier. <laughs> also, did you guys? I didn't notice until this viewing, but the uh, the one like assistant lady at the art gallery that's Sandra O. I didn't. I didn't notice that until this viewing. Uh, shed some light on. Shed Sandra some light on Sandra. Oh, Eve in Killing Eve, the one woman in Heart oh! Candy. She had a really big role in Grey's Anatomy. No way. I've seen none of them. I have seen. I've seen some of Killing Eve, and she's that a is very, very famous actress. Yeah. What the hell? And this is obviously where she got her big break. Uh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I am. A, I actually. I think I have a full page of notes on her. <laughs> and for just for context if you haven't seen the movie she had probably in total she probably has like a minute of screen time Rob, she hey. has she has hey. more screen time in the uh, in the deleted scenes oh no way does she have more she has more scenes right before the the washroom scene uh right before then uh bean is trying to clean the painting and he gets the ink on it and then he's trying to clean it with his sleeve and there's a bit where she walks in the door and he has to stand in front of the painting and she just goes oh we're just having a security meeting and then she leaves what but they are he already knew they were having a security that's what they said when they left it's very confusing i was hoping that that scene would somehow explain how those flowers got tipped over but unless that footage wasn't included in the featurette uh 
I I do I do love that that little feet that little small detail though because that he had violent well (laughs) like he left the he left the room and the flowers are fine he comes back and they're knocked over like he obviously had some sort of violent freak out in between scenes (laughs) I'm sorry but just uh, going back to the the washroom scene I know we've mentioned already but like the convulsions that like that he's in are so like i don't it's one of those things where i don't know if i should laugh or like cry in pity because <laughs> i'm just like he looks so just sweaty and flustered mm. and he's crying but i'm also <laughs> like <laughs> but like it is genuinely so difficult to watch yeah. i do think um uh like I know it's been said a lot that like oh you know Ronax is an incredible actor because of like you know he basically plays the whole character of being without much dialogue whatever and usually whenever yeah. that's pointed out they always show scenes from the film or scenes from the TV show yeah. but I think the, the the like the expressions he makes in this film because any scene he has alone is completely silent and yeah. like fair enough in the TV show every episode is only like ten minutes less Something you know like that, so yeah. I mean like you never have too long you know of just him in silence but there, there are long stretches of this movie where it's just him yeah that's actually such a, a fair point yeah. yeah and like in that scene where he like that entire like painting scene i know it cuts to like the security meeting mm. that's not important like that whole entire thing with the the painting um like that is really well acted and you can tell exactly mm. all his emotions and like obviously like it's fairly simple emotions of yes and no but, I, mean, like, <laughs> I do think it's, it's, but it's, it's into like existential dread yeah, by the like, end he of really it. goes like and then like oh, the, the absolute defeat when he's showing david like i don't know it, oh, it's it's God. heart-wrenching in a way david's you know? freak out incidentally another extended scene I would watch no an hour way. of David. It is. Uh, it goes on just after where it cuts uh, in the current version, in the version that was released in theaters, where he's just like clawing at the window, screaming, "Oh God! Oh God!" <laughs> it cuts. To, it's it's him. It's him like screaming for a few seconds more, and then Bean goes, "Wait!" Like he has an idea, and then he starts scribbling down something on a little notepad, and then David's going, "Yes, yes. What is it? What is it?" And then Bean shows him what he's been writing writing down which is uh the words do not enter (laughs) (laughs) and then david goes that's brilliant that's great until someone does enter sees that the paintings have been vandalized finds who does it and kills them Like, I do love how it just ends on David, like, like try to escape this fucking <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the idea that Beam's just like, ah, oh, yes, we just tell people not to enter. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I cannot wait um, to uh, join forces again soon and watch this all the, together. The director's to watch cut, all the, like, the Budge Me Dick cut. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am absolutely. Uh, the, the next time that you all come down on a bean week, I am absolutely editing together an extended version. Uh, Whether it's a bean week or not, like, I'm watching. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I do you think, like, you were saying that 
not all the deleted scenes are there. Like there's just like cuts of of some of them. Like, yeah. is there? Do you know of a place where there is all the deleted scenes somewhere? Like, is there any sort of Blu-ray copy or international version or anything like that? I've I've done. I've searched high and low. As far as I'm aware, there are two Blu-ray releases of the film. Uh, basically, there's uh one Blu-ray release that's been released all around the world. You know, Australia, Germany, UK, everywhere, and that is of the international version. And then the US version has only been released surprise in the US. Mm. Uh, the US Blu-ray doesn't so much as have a main menu it doesn't have any bonus features whatsoever the deleted scenes are included on the international blu-ray and like i say they're they're just as a featurette where it'll be talking heads of rowan atkinson and mel smith talking about this is why we cut the scenes and this is what happens in the scene and then you get uh, a brief clip of the scene and sometimes you get the full scene uh or and then at the very end there's just a montage of little bits that were cut out without like any context uh and yeah, that's it. that's it as far as I'm aware. When it comes to deleted scenes, I haven't been able to find anything elsewhere. Okay, um, so, uh, by the I'm time sure this goes up... I'm sure the negative exists somewhere in Universal <laughs> Studios vaults. So uh, if uh, anyone's listening to this who has any power uh, over at Universal Studios, uh, release the bean cut. <laughs> any sort of godlike powers, please. Get I was about to say it'll probably already be up and running by the time this episode goes out. But I'm I'm fully. Um, I'm fully for the cause of creating uh, some sort of uh, petition, uh, change.org oh, yeah. or something, and, and spamming Universal Rowan Exxon. Um, yeah. I have his management's email. I have That's been a good yes, point. And they have replied to you. I have been in correspondence with uh, Millie from PBJ. Shout out, Millie. Uh, <laughs> she, Millie, I, please be on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't talk about our correspondence until two episodes is time, really. Uh, uh, so yes of course mm. <laughs> anyways <laughs> um but yeah i mean i took a lot of my notes are basically D- david centered um i kind of took a few stances i watched this under i kind of wanted each viewing to kind of be under a label so like this one was kind of gender and sexuality oh okay um, all right then. but that kind of went awry halfway through when i just started noticing other things and obviously i had you know five pages of notes left from last week that I or last watching that I had to kind of sift into this as well. So, um, yeah, it, this is not just gender and sexuality, but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe next week I'll go more into that. Um, but David as a character is very interesting because I feel there is a lot that's not shown, but is hinted at. Yeah. So many different facets of his personality. I mean, the dog, I do have, the what? The dog. the dog. Oh, the dog. Where's the dog? Where is the dog? Um, I made a note about the dog. Uh, oh, the note it's... is... The note, it's very detailed. And the note is, where is the dog? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing. I do have uh, a few... So I kind of was forming sort of theories as I go, and that's why they're kind of changing over the course of my notes. Like, first off, I was saying, like, oh, David is kind of, um, you know, a scapegoat for Mel Smith's uh, sexism, sort of. And and then I was kind of thinking, like, oh, well, is he sort of a voice of, you know... um, I don't know, male, male dominance in media. And then I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, is he actually like a, a very, very heavy gay icon? You know, that I, is... I did have a, I did go, I didn't think about it at all in this viewing. Cause obviously it's talking about religion, mm. but I do have a sort of 
sub theory that David is a closeted homosexual man. I, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a lot of my notes, and I'm just gonna kind of go through them. So first off, we see David's kind of um, repulsion towards women a few times throughout. Um, so one of the first, uh, actually, I think the first is when they're in the meeting in the boardroom. Uh, Whistler's sister. Uh, sorry. Whistler's sister. No, no, no. Well before that. Oh, Bernice suggests that they get someone from the entertainment industry to host the ceremony. And she suggests John Bon Jovi. Yes. Now, on the on the on the surface, this may seem as like, oh, silly woman, you know, watching E! News all day. (laughs) sees Bon Jovi has released a new album and goes, ah, fantastic publicity. But, you know, if you read deeper, I don't know about John Bon Jovi. Maybe he's maybe he does know. Uh, David says. Um, I don't think Bon Jovi knows anything about 19th century impressionism or mm. something along those lines. Yeah. Um, mm. But like, maybe he does. You know, <laughs> like that's such a he, true his lines. He kind of shows he actually doesn't know anything about John Bon Jovi. He Except. says like he's had two <laughs> yeah. great haircuts in the last 10 years. Which is nothing to be sniffed at. No, nothing to be sniffed <laughs> at. He kind of says like he didn't hear it in his like, last like two songs. Um, but then... Knowing absolutely nothing about Bean at all. Like, all he's been told is there is a scholar from England coming called Bean. That's all he knows. He hasn't read a thing from him or about him. He knows nothing. But he's fully willing to put all his trust and his complete reliance in this man that he doesn't know rather than trust a woman who you know, is in the same company as it. Right. Well, uh, Bean does, uh, he has been recommended by doctors Rosenblum and Cutler. <laughs> Men. Has oh, John Bon Jovi been recommended by Rosenblum and Cutler? I don't think so. What I'm saying is we don't know. That wasn't in the, that wasn't in the final version we were shown, you know? Can we talk Definitely about the shower scene for a second? Uh, I was I was getting there, yeah, of course. What because would you like to I, talk about? I have, I have notes on the shower scene that I As didn't I. notice until this viewing. Uh, because we were discussing last time why he got into a shower that was clearly turned on and then was surprised when Bean was in the shower. Yes. The answer that I, I have an answer is that you see David turning on the shower previously. Then he goes back to his bedroom, gets oh, undressed, and then goes back into ah. the, the shower, at which point Bean has for some reason <laughs> entered. Bean just, I guess, assumed that the shower was turned on for him. This he does, however, the shower was always on. <laughs> this, however, doesn't explain why when the phone call hangs up, David closes the door and no, seals no, them no, both no. back in he the shower. He doesn't close the door. He looks either side yeah. to check out the scenario, see if anyone's looking, and then goes back inside the shower. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. explain why he does that without kicking Bean out. <laughs> I, I so. have, uh, I do have a note on this scene as well, along the lines of uh, religion. As I said, my my key ob- observations this viewing were about religion. I actually don't even need to look at my notes for this because I know this one by heart. Uh, you might notice when David, uh, you know, gets undressed, gets in the shower. He has a necklace on, mm-hmm. and that necklace has a, a cross on it. It's like a, you know, <laughs> a cross. Hmm. And, but it's a, an unusually shaped cross because it's got a, a kind of ring around the, the kind of uh, the intersection of the two two mm. parts of the cross. So it's mm. like a circular looking cross. I was like, yeah. that's weird. I was like, that looks like slightly uh, Celtic. <laughs> and uh, I looked up, I looked up a cross with circle around it, a Celtic cross. 
uh, symbol of white supremacy is literally the first result that comes up for that. And I lo- I was like, is it the same cross? Yeah, it's the same cross. Jesus symbol Christ. of white supremacist. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, make I did make note there were. are only two black actors I could see in this film. The nurse and the uh, the one the cop, detective. Yeah. The only cop in LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let us not forget the gen- what was his name? General Newton was uh, whitewashed yeah, in this. Yeah. I- yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was going to bring that up in relation to the the white supremacy necklace that mm. is on David Langley's neck in <laughs> in this scene, and the I fact mean, that General Newton happens to hate Frenchies. <laughs> His yeah. words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, Verbatim. David seems like a, a an oddly flawed character, at least uh, one with a lot brewing beneath the surface. Mm. Um, there is also a uh a uh. Well, this actually funds into another theory that I was kind of developing of David literally being insane, um, okay. which I probably not a theory. He's just generally insane. <laughs> um, but when he's at, when you know he's explaining to the kids that Bean is coming, um, he mentions to his son, and I'll come back to this in a sec because I do actually want to talk about this entire conversation. <laughs> but he he mentions to his son Kevin, um, you know when you like ask me questions and I don't know how to answer them, and he says, yeah, like what is an intrauterine device? An intrauterine device is a small T-shaped birth control device inserted into the uterus to prevent pregnancy. So my first question is, why does the son know those words? Uh, oh, um, God. Two, why is he asking his father uh, what this is? Um, but the main takeaway from this is that David seems to get so weird and agitated by this. And you could yeah. read that as, okay, stupid question by son or like odd sex question that dad is like awkward to answer, ask your mother. But it could also read that the idea of female birth control disgusts him. Yeah. Or anything to do with, you know, sort of uteruses mm. in general, you know? Um, or it could feed into your religion thing. I mean, he could be completely anti anti conception. Anti anti. He could be completely anti contraception. We got there. <laughs> I mean, this could all lead to why Allison hates him so much because he's a, a, a complete white supremacist who doesn't think women should have rights. So, <laughs> oh, I mean, I... that's. I mean, she could completely hate the kids. You know that he could have like. You know, said like we're not using contraception, like we're mm. having children. Yeah, uh, I do have another note in this scene. Funny I mean, enough, I I'm thinking that I, I hey, just want to. Hey, I just, hey, I just hey, want to get out of the way very quickly. Fuck I do off. have, I do have a note that that Allison and Jennifer look more like twins than mother and daughter. <laughs> so. I'm thinking that David knocked her up really, really young. <laughs> And that's probably why Jesus. they had to enter into this loveless marriage. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, David mentions that he was she was probably going to leave him anyway. Yeah. So that could feed into that. Um, yeah. Although I do like the whole kind of gay uh, aspect of that yeah. more, which I'll, I'll get into in a bit. But uh, uh, yeah. Like I was saying about this exact conversation that David has with his son Kevin, uh, I believe David says to Jennifer at one point, uh, he... Uh, uh, something about uh, he could be cute. Uh, cuts to a uh, picture of Bean. It's very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very yeah. humorous. You know, Bean's like an, an eccentric-looking fellow, but he makes like <laughs> eyes at the camera. And there's, yeah. like, a harp. Um, but then uh, Kevin says, "I bet he looks like Meatloaf's butt," or something <laughs> along those lines. No, no David. No, David, goes, David like, says he could that. look like Meatloaf's butt. It doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But uh, Meatloaf, 
Rob, name a meatloaf song. First one that comes to your mind. Uh, Bad Out of Hell. Right, Bad oh, Out of Hell. The, op- <laughs> <laughs> the opening line of Bad Out of Hell is, uh, I'll be gone when the morning comes. I'll be gone when the morning comes. And what does Alison want? Once I'm gone. Oh, no way. By the also, morning. <laughs> also, past, I'll be gone. Past tense, I, I, I will have been gone <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you went straight to bat out of hell otherwise that would have been so awkward <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I know that song I just know the <laughs> uh, yeah that's uh, all I have on that scene anyways actually, I have so I just, much religious shit actually, actually I wanted great. to when you were mentioning um, uh, him saying to his daughter saying that um What's her name again? Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah, I always forget. Um, when he mentions to Jennifer, like, oh, he could be cute, that is some more sexism as he assumes that Kevin... Okay, hold on. No, I just need to go to the scene where he asks him what an in, um, intrauterine device is. <laughs> so Dave, he, David, for some reason, is explaining to them that Bean is coming, which I understand. But for some reason, yeah. he jumps to trying to come up with like a reason why he's there that the kids will like enjoy so he goes to kevin mm. and he says you know how you're always asking me things and i don't know quite know how to answer him and obviously kevin goes yeah well like what is an intrauterine device yeah and then david has this weird like sexist sort of monologue um <laughs> but he then david goes he makes up a question of like oh you know how you asked me like what's the meaning of life and kevin goes i haven't asked you that and yeah david gets really annoyed at the <laughs> fact that He's made up, yeah. Has called him out on his made up question, and he acts kind of embarrassed as if there's an audience watching that, like, and then he kind of gets flustered and then doesn't answer. Yeah, that tangent goes nowhere. He kind of just says, Oh, well, Dr. Bean is a remarkable man. Like, he doesn't finish (laughs) his tangent, and it, I just feel if you isolate that conversation, it literally like reads like a madman like he is yeah no sense. he just comes across as like a a very like not not mentally well father just yeah not being so good <laughs> with his kids to be honest with you folks also this does feed into my kind of my gay sort of theory as well um because like if you want to read this scene like in a chronological like David is making sense and making points in order, mm-hmm. he mentions how the son is asking what the meaning of life is and the son is kind of saying like, oh, well, I haven't asked you that. But I kind of feel what David is getting to is that, well, the meaning of life is and then he says Bean is a remarkable man. So is he saying that a man like, you know, men is kind of the meaning of life, you know? Like, right. This, no, right. This, this, this note doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, 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 I'm going with it. Yeah, we're yeah. Going, we're going it's with it's it. written going. very shoddily. I definitely was just writing this down really quick as the scene was playing going, aha. <laughs> but yeah. Gotcha now, Mel Smith. <laughs> but then David also then uh, assumes that the son will like Bean for his intelligence and that uh, can answer all his questions. But the only thing he says to Jennifer is, oh, well, you know, he could be cute. You know, just saying <laughs> yeah. that the only reason Jennifer could ever find any sort of interest in this man is, is he's if physically he's attractive. attractive. And he even calls back to that in the airport and it's like, we're looking for a Brad, Brad Pitt lookalike. lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Y'all mind if I bring up something completely different? Um, just before you do, I do have one note that's unrelated to absolutely anything. Go ahead. Um, I'm just going to read this note straight as because I don't remember writing this note. Bean flirts with wife. Bisexual? Oh. 
Huh? That's it. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I love how you pretended to be like, oh, is it? Oh, where's he going with this? No, and, just, and then that's it. it. That's the end of the note. <laughs> my <laughs> next, my next note after that is just a quote from the cop says, "He looks like a fruit cake to me," which I just thought is like tasteless. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, go on. <laughs> so is is li- is literally nobody gonna say a thing about the reptile imagery in this film? <laughs> <laughs> Is there I was waiting for someone like, to bring it up. Is there literally nothing to be said about the reptile imagery in this film at all? I uh, I don't even know where the first one. Wait, comes hold up. on. Do you have that note written down? as like, is there is no one gonna mention the reptile? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I think in my other notebook, I do have something along those lines. Just like no one's talking about the amount of reptiles in this film. It's kind of like I'm racking my brain trying like, to think of one example. Like, I think my 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 first example. Oh, I be... I can think of two examples off the top of my head. Actually, number ahead, one. Bush, what are they? Number one. Bean's hat during the Ride of Doom sequence. Yes, yes. Number good. <laughs> number two is only in a deleted scene. Whoa! Ooh, and it is also more. during the Ride of Doom sequence, which is there is a mascot in whatever theme park there are they're in, and it appears to be some sort of alligator or crocodile type thing. Mm. And uh, it's it's just someone in a mascot suit, and Bean gets it to take his and David's photograph. Oh, no way. I was hoping it'd be some wacky shenanigans where Bean gets in a fight with the mascot. <laughs> well, well, maybe there are in the, the full Bean cut. Who knows? Throughout the film, there, I felt there was a few uh, allusions to Bean being associated with, with uh, reptiles and stuff, which in a biblical sense is very interesting. But the first one that I noticed was uh, the oven mitt that he used to take his underwear out of oh, the, yes. uh, the oven and subsequently, or later on in the film, uses in the heist scene uh, he put, puts it on his foot yeah, to yeah. sneak around. There's, of course, the the reptile hats in uh, the theme park. As well, the theme park uh, has this giant octopus creature at the gates, which mm. is, I, writ- I wrote down, uh, reminiscent of Cthulhu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I do have this like this feeling that, you know, Bean is, in David's words, uh, uh a force 10 disaster zone you know he's like he's he's a, a harbinger of, of of doom but i i uh, looked up basically I, I looked up um a bible like quote searching website i just searched the word reptiles and the first one is uh leviticus uh, 1142 <laughs> whatever goes upon the belly and whatever goes upon for uh ooh, let me start that again Whatever goes upon the belly and whatever goes upon four or more feet among all reptiles that creep upon the earth, ye shall not eat, for it is abomination. <laughs> Which is pretty... <laughs> make that what you will. Like, you, know, like, <laughs> you interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> but as well, uh, uh, you know, my whole thing of being, being a fallen angel, possibly even Satan himself. Mm. Satan appears in the Bible in the Garden of Eden as a snake. He ah. tempts Eve as a snake. I was literally just about to say that. Uh, and as well, I have another reptile quote that I just think is uh, really funny. Uh, it's uh, Habakkuk uh, one fourteen, which is, uh, Why do you make men like the fish of the sea, like reptiles and creeping things that have no ruler? <laughs> and obviously they have no ruler. Obviously that's a reference <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> well. yeah, Bean is, you know, Allah unto himself. 
<laughs> well, I'd like um, to. Uh, I... I'd like to get onto something on the subject of eating. Uh... Well, hold on. Just before you do, I I do have a thing. I was actually going to bring up the um the Garden of Eden being being a snake because uh, when they're in the hospital and Bean is of course uh, waking up Jennifer. Jennifer, yeah. Um, uh, David and Allison are outside, and that's when he says he's a Force Ten disaster area. But he says, "But God help me, I like him," as if he's asking God to pull David away mm. from Bean's temptation. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, fuck. like he's literally asking him to guide him away. Now, originally, I uh, resorted that to a forbidden love. He's asking God to guide him mm. away from his feelings towards yeah. another man. Um. But it could also work as a, a temptation in the Garden of Eden as well. Um, but yeah, Butch? Uh, well, uh, getting on to the subject of food again, uh, the, the the alternate scene in the US version, I felt like it was worth uh, discussing somewhat. Uh, the, the turkey scene. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. So it is significantly different in the US version. I've got about a half a page of notes on it. So the differences here are uh, in uh, in the international version, David comes into the kitchen and says I have no idea what to cook them and Bean first holds up some hot dogs and then David goes, they're going to want something a bit more than that. In the US version, that doesn't happen. Bean is just immediately holding the turkey and then <laughs> and David Instead of <laughs> David, very quickly goes, "Okay, you stuff it. I'll keep them distracted." And then, oh my, oh my god! god. <laughs> and then, way more chaotic. It, it starts with Bean stuffing the turkey first and foremost. At which point, we get a repeat of a gag from the TV show from the episode "Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean," where yes, he does. loses his watch inside it and then gets it stuck on his head. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> now yeah. there is. A deleted scene within this version of the scene where Bean has the turkey on his head and he wanders out onto the street and almost gets hit by a car. <laughs> that was cut out even of the US version. That's only oh on the deleted God. scenes. But, uh, what, hot. but what happens is, uh, you know, David's still talking to the Garrisons and uh, they're talk uh, the, the, the one bloke, he's saying, you know, I should run for mayor. And then while he's saying this, uh, Bean is just in the background uh, because Mr. Garrison is just saying, you know, what the city needs is a mayor with vision. And then Bean with the turkey on his head comes into frame. And then David just goes, excuse me, and pulls the turkey off of Bean's head. Uh, Bean gets his watch back. It is then... Uh, they, it then cuts them shoving it in the microwave, but it isn't the exact same scene for several reasons. One... Bean has now had the turkey on his head. So in this <laughs> in this version of the scene, he's already covered in turkey. Uh, oh, raw turkey. <laughs> and also, it isn't Bean that suggests putting it on for 20 minutes. It's David. Oh. David says, what do you think? 20 minutes? And then turns it oh, on. Fuck. And then ah. says, now put some vegetables on, come say hi to the guest. And Bean cleans up his face, but it explains why he's wearing the chef hat. It's because he has a bunch of turkey in his hair. 
Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> and I love that you say it explains that he's wearing it as if it's totally <laughs> so <laughs> odd. It doesn't make any sense to the story that B decided to put on his chef hat. I did also I, make a note. Uh, <laughs> one final note about the turkey scene, but this applies to both versions. It's, it's just a reaction to a note that Jack made last viewing, which he said... Uh, that you can hear right before the explosion. You can hear Bean going, oh. <laughs> which I watched this, and I'm pretty sure that's not Bean. I'm pretty sure that's Mr. Garrison as he's sitting down, like, breathing <laughs> breathing a sigh of, like, confusion and exhaustion, just as David's just like, ah, oh, sorry, he's very attentive, and he just sits down. You can see him sitting down going, ugh. Is and, that oh. just in the US version? Though? No, I'm pr- I, I went back and checked. I'm pretty sure that's the same uh, in both versions. It's I'm gonna hilarious. still I'm gonna still presume it was Bean. I, I think it's funnier it. that it is Bean, so yeah, I am yeah, going to yeah. ignore it. I think I realistically think it it's Mr. Garrison, but like I want it to be Bean. <laughs> I have a note on uh, Grierson and uh, Beans's uh, Beans's Beans interaction in this scene because, and I kind of. I I have to give a small backdrop to the theory that this relates to, which is uh, Grierson kind of represents the uh, the secular world in this film, whereas Bean, uh, re- Bean and David, as a matter of fact, represent a more religious outlook on the world. Whereas David, well, David might be more an agnostic viewpoint, but uh, and it's it, it takes so much fucking explaining. I'm not going to go through all of it, but one b- bit of backdrop I'll give is. In uh, the Grierson Gallery, everything is quite like secular in comparison to the the Royal uh, Art Gallery in London, mm. where everything is you know semi tied to religion. We'll say because you know in uh, the UK, uh, God and the monarchy are quite like intertwined. I mean, uh, King Henry VIII formed the Church of England for God's sake, uh, whereas the Grierson Gallery is pretty much entirely secular. All the pieces of art they have in there are like you know modernists and like they're all about impressionism they're just like paintings of cowboys and stuff like that uh but in the grierson gallery there's one thing that is vaguely like uh, religiously symbolic which is there's a load of uh it's the scene where bean uh has wet his pants with the tap uh and he goes over to the fan to try and like dry himself off. Mm-hmm. And there's a load of stone tablets on the desk next to him on the same table where those uh, giant bullets that I mentioned on last viewing are. <laughs> and uh, the stone tablets look like uh, the tablets that like, the, the Ten Commandments were written on. But, <laughs> but, 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 written on these stone tablets uh, is not the Ten Commandments. <gasps> and you can't really make out what most of them say except for one of them. And what it says on it is, um, what's white and 10 inches long? Answer, nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so is this saying that, like, in Mr. Greer's world, uh, religion is a joke? You know, does he see religion as just this, like, a ridiculous joke? And then we move forward to the scene that we we're talking about, the turkey scene. Before Bean goes into the kitchen and gets his, like, head blown off by the exploding turkey... <laughs> Grierson <laughs> sits down next to Bean and we can, you know, and we've now established Bean is more of a, well, I didn't really do anything to prove to you that Bean is a, a spiritual figure, but just assume for now. Well, I mean, that, that takes no convincing. All right, ta- yeah, ta- we'll take it as a, as a truthism that Bean is this sort of holy figure. He represents religion 
and Grierson sits down uh, next to Bean and goes, Dr. Bean, I have a question for you. And before he can ask it, Bean just runs off to the kitchen. It's like, <laughs> is this like representative of like, I don't know, for instance, the Catholic Church, like, you know, just ignoring all these scandals and like the questions that like <laughs> people of a more atheist background would or have. Could it be the absence of God through prayer? That as well, you know, <laughs> that as well. Oh my God. Guys, I'm telling you, it's all about religion. You gotta believe me. You gotta believe me. <laughs> Ty, all right. Mr. Bean bringing out slices of onion on cocktail sticks. <laughs> Tie that to religion for me. Because <laughs> the there's communion. symbolism in there it's somewhere. It's the communion. It's the holy communion. <laughs> and that's why, Mr. Yeah, they, they don't have any. They don't eat any. Because, uh, you know, they're, they're totally anti-religion, obviously. <laughs> uh, one no. other thing on the relation between England and America in terms of religion, uh, the line... Uh, our loss is America's gain might be an allusion to uh, this is such a stretch, but uh, obviously after King Henry VIII formed the Church of England, Catholicism declined in popularity in uh, the UK. But later on, historically, uh, Catholicism came very much into popularity in uh, the United States. So it's obviously an allegory for uh, the decline and rise of Catholicism either sides of the Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> so sorry I've got a I've got a few notes just like vague notes on on Bean uh, uh, just as a sort of shadowy figure uh, I noticed uh, this viewing while they're walking down the street singing yesterday after they've just gotten drunk when uh, you know, Dave, uh, Bean's kind of miming out what David's saying and at yeah. one point he says there's a shadow hanging over me and Bean just sort of gets on tiptoes and looms <laughs> over him and yeah. I just wrote the note Bean is the shadow <laughs> <laughs> I I took note of that as well I have written down as like do they mean like a shadow of like depression or chaos or do they mean more so like uh like a, in the Carl Jung sense like the Jungian shadow which uh, I don't know nearly <laughs> enough about to discuss any further <laughs> further research required further research required I also um, took I would up... like to point out hold on I would like okay. to point out they are holding hands in that scene Oh, oh and then they go into singing row 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 your boat yeah, gently yeah, yeah. down the stream if you see a crocodile, it's a reptile. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to scream. <laughs> what a great scene. What a great scene. Can we talk about the heist scene again? Because, oh my God, it's oh, so fucking oh good. God. Never it's will amazing. get tired of the heist scene. So I, good. Yes, I genuinely wrote down, similar to Jack, last viewing half of a page of my notes is just i posted this in the group chat yesterday is just me in big letters underlined yes yeah i mean you know as well similarly last night you guys got a message for me about probably half two in the morning as a picture of me crying <laughs> it was that scene it was the heist it was the fucking heist scene oh, fuck yeah. I, I i made a few notes about the heist scene ma namely the egg whisk which i thought was uh, worth noting, you s that's not the first time we've seen that egg wi whisk used in the film. Oh, you're oh. right! When Allison the scene where Alison first says Plan B, she's using it in that scene, and I only took note of that this oh. viewing. Oh! <laughs> that's actually so good. Wow. Great foreshadowing there. That also, I discovered uh, that 
<laughs> through the people I was viewing it with, I discovered a uh, credit to Mrs. H that uh, that's n- nail varnish, not nail varnish remover. <laughs> right. So ah. we uh, so we we need to do our little chemistry experiment and see if that would actually work. <laughs> also, where did uh, where did Bean get the turtleneck and the beanie? Shut um. up. <laughs> well, I presume he got it from Kevin because he goes into Kevin's room and, and sneaks out. Mm. I'd imagine he took it from there. Now, obviously, it would come into question sizing. Yeah. But um, as we see later in the film, every piece of clothing that Bean and Kevin wear do are do have exact duplicates in either side. Yeah, so obviously so that, Kevin that obviously does that. have all of his wardrobe in Bean size. Yeah, as well. of course. Before so. he knows the man exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, just... I mean, naturally. Yeah, of course. I'd, I would like to think that that deleted scene where Bean is uh, in the house um, a full day before the first of the family arrive, he he did his washing. Um, but you also need to he... keep in mind that there is a full like day in the film that isn't accounted for. Uh, between the Ride of Doom sequence and before that when Allison leaves, there's like a full rest of that day that isn't accounted for. Because as Allison leaves, he says to Bean, I was thinking tomorrow we might really do LA now that we have the whole weekend together. So Allison Allison leaves on the Saturday, and then tomorrow they really do LA, Ride of Doom sequence, that is Sunday, then dinner, then Monday the painting is ruined, and then Tuesday, unveiling of the painting. That makes more sense, because I remember my timeline was a bit skewed when I was Mm. thinking about it last viewing. Um, So, uh, yeah, so the whole rest of Saturday after Allison leaves, not shown. Mm. Wow. Shit. I mean, I was just going to say that I'd like to think when Bean was alone in the house, he just did all his washing and and then shrunk down a whole suit of his. And that's why (laughs) And at some point before they woke up the next morning, put his underwear in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was wet he had to dry it yeah i mean um yeah i mean the heist scene is just cinematic masterpiece um you know other famous heist movies like you know the the great escape and tower heist feature the ocean Stiller. movies um <laughs> you know like they just don't compare really Not yeah it all. takes being like an hour of prep and like five minutes of screen time to an do hour. what it uh, in movie like uh, in like it's i'm gonna assume it took him like an hour to get all his materials together like in i'm real gonna life. assume it took him about five minutes I, i'd say he had that plan to a t we we well, already it takes discussed. mr bean about the- five minutes of screen time to do what it takes george clooney and brad pitt a whole movie to do <laughs> Uh, I know, but I mean, like we've already we've already said he's done this before. Oh, he's yeah. not the first heist he's done. I'd imagine he literally just opened up his bag, um, with the exact plan he used from the last heist he pulled. On the topic of the painting and the security of the painting, uh, for the love of God, is no one going to talk about the themes of resurrection in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting until you'd bring that up. Yeah, of course. Guys, for the love of God, uh, there's a scene early in the film where they're in David's living room. There's a collection of butterflies on the on, uh, in the background on the wall. The keypad to to keep the painting secure is also in the shape of a butterfly. Oh, the no. door of the room where the painting is being kept is in the shape of a fucking butterfly. <laughs> you look up butterflies in the Bible. What do they represent? Fucking resurrection. Oh There's palm God. trees everywhere in this movie. You look up palm trees in the Bible. You get uh, Jesus being anointed in Bethany, in which he meets uh, <laughs> Mary, who's the sister of Lazarus, who Jesus resurrects in the Bible. <laughs> 
It's everywhere. He resurrects the, the one cop in LA in the hospital scene. He is God. the healer. <laughs> he wakes Jennifer up. Yes! He resurrects. From her sleep. He, he Breakfast from her sleep. is ready. He, he restores the painting. That's basically a form of resurrection. In David's yeah, yeah, mind, yeah. the painting is dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus did you just say Christ. that he restores the painting? No, he steals it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he restores the paint to its former glory, as we see in the final shot when it's in his house. <laughs> exactly what it was supposed oh, to look like. Guys, guys, there's so much oh. Bible shit all over this movie. I would like um, uh, to point out one more deleted scene, uh, which is uh, that... The, 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 there is an extension to the famous morning everyone scene. <laughs> oh, morning, yeah. everyone. And that extension is that after Bean goes out and gets the mail and goes back inside, we find out that he is in fact cooking everyone breakfast as well. No oh, way. So when he says is... Jennifer, breakfast's ready. Breakfast oh. is ready. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Breakfast we need the super ready. cut. We need the butch cut. <laughs> butch, please do an impression of breakfast ready. Jennifer, breakfast ready. <laughs> do Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> All right, episode um, seven. I just want an hour of Bush reading <laughs> Bean's lines from the script. <laughs> I'd be so into that. Oh, God. Um, oh, I should probably mention that I watched this film in 360 views. <laughs> <laughs> it took an hour to get there. <laughs> I probably should have brought that up at the start. How did you forget to mention that? I didn't think you went through with that at the end. No, I did. I watched the entire movie in 360 views. <laughs> Jesus! Fuck, Rob! How was it? What did you discover? I mean, it was the exact same movie. It was just a sphere. (laughs) 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 Nothing was revealed. It was just... I posted a... The audience will hopefully... No, it won't still be up there. Um, But I can post it on the Twitter. Um, uh, I do have a video up um, of... A key scene at the start of the film in 360 view where the head of the gallery seems to melt onto the screen, which I thought was very funny. I really want, I really want to watch it 360. Maybe we should. Okay, okay, okay. We we're obviously gonna get the the butch supercut together, yeah, but yeah. there has to be a 360 version of it as well. Like, okay, oh, well hold on, we'll all make our own supercut. Butch's will be the supercut of every delete scene. Mine will just be in 360 view. Um, Mine will be. You... I'll make it into a religious epic, you know, like those old <laughs> five-hour-long yeah, like, yeah, religious yeah. movies, like Ben Hur and the likes. Like... Play it at half speed. <laughs> <laughs> you got that epicness. Have you, have you guys heard um, of that art experiment, the twenty-four-hour psycho, where it's just <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's psycho, but slowed down to two frames a second, so it lasts exactly twenty-four hours. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, I will say, I watched, I rewatched Boogie Nights uh, on the same day as this. Uh, great film. Um, mm. Obviously, Burt Reynolds is in both. Oh yeah, he yeah. is. Um, I I was hoping in in mentioning that a, a connection would form in my mind, but it didn't. <laughs> Burt, Burt Reynolds is just in both movies. That's a connection. Wait. Yeah. He's a poor director in both of them. 
General <laughs> Newton is obviously just his like I don't know his porn his character. He does <laughs> say he does say I'm not a traditional art lover. Oh, oh. wait, what was Boogie Nights '97 as well? I think that was '98, was wasn't it? Mm, I don't. Someone think get so. on this. That Mag- Magnolia is '99, um, and I'd assume that film took like two years. Um, yeah, I think you imagine- might be right. I think it might be '97. No way. Burt Reynolds had his two most defining <laughs> careers <laughs> within the same year. <laughs> See, I am going to confirm this just for accuracy's sake. Boogie Nights, Letterboxd. I'm pretty sure it's 97. You're fucking dead right. Yeah, yeah unreal. Yeah. yeah, Burt Reynolds peaked twice in a year. <laughs> <laughs> One um, time a little more than the other. <laughs> also, I was watching an interview with Burt Reynolds on Conan talking about Boogie Nights. Right. Um and uh, I swear this is related. He <laughs> mentioned how he didn't want to be in Boogie Nights. It took uh he was offered the role seven times and he, oh. he only accepted it on the seventh time. He hated the idea. He still has never seen Boogie Nights. Really? Premiere. He's never seen the movie. He hated it. And he also says that he thinks Paul Thomas Anderson just didn't like him at all. And Conan's kind of started laughing, but he seemed dead serious. He I just don't think he had a good experience at all in the film. He just didn't want to be a part of it because he was obviously putting all his mental energy into his role in Bean. <laughs> yeah, into like his role in Bean. <laughs> Which includes there is a deleted scene with Burt Reynolds no, in it. No, no, don't tell me that. That's insane. There what is. Happens? It's it's just basically a longer introduction scene, but uh, there where he's just like introducing himself to people. But there's one part that I specifically made a note of, where is where he goes up to one of the uh, security people and the security he says to him those are some nice medals you got what war did you serve in and the security person goes i can't remember i was so enthralled with the thrill of killing sir oh my (laughs) at which which point burt reynolds character says and i quote that's the spirit (laughs) oh my god (laughs) jesus Fucking Christ. Unbelievable. Uh, so good. Can we take a moment to say thank you to our sponsor, which is, uh, of course, Cronky Krongus, the most delicious carbonated <laughs> beverage on the planet. <laughs> thank you for uh, sponsoring all our business expenses. Um, uh, Jack, if you'd like to give it a nice a nice slurp and... and ah. I, oh, yeah, of course. It's the, the, cron- the cron- was it? Cronky Krongus. Uh, uh, that's their, like, soundbite. <laughs> Cronky Krongus. <laughs> I have a note on the drunk scene. Uh, speaking of uh, Cronky Krongus, uh, I have a note on drinking here. Uh, but uh, is it? Is it? Does it have anything to do with Bean playing with the little umbrellas that are in the drink? Because I really like that. <laughs> I do really like that, but it doesn't have to do with that. It has to do with a line that David Aww. says when he's talking to Bean. He says he's talking about you know maybe my wife will left me anyway, but uh, it, or, but he says because you moved into my house. Not staying at my house, moved into my house, I took a note of. Which is an odd choice of words. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Especially considering that David at no point has attempted to get Bean like a hotel room. Yeah. yeah. Considering I mean, that it Addison was David's it. idea yeah. for Bean to stay there. Yeah, like this is full on David's fault, yeah. like realistically. To quote Allison uh, verbatim, oh, all of a sudden there's no hotels in LA? Unless. Yeah. That 
wasn't sarcasm. She actually was saying that as exposition <laughs> for the film. <laughs> oh, all, all of a sudden, sudden there's no hotels <laughs> in LA. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, uh, I took a note. <laughs> I took a. I, Jesus Christ. Woo! <laughs> I uh. I took one more note during the uh, during the drunk scene, which is that nose blowing is a recurring theme. <laughs> it oh, happens at least three times in the film. Number one, art gallery at the beginning, he's blowing his nose to the handkerchief. Of course. Uh, and then comical. Also comical. Then he sneezes onto the painting. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what yeah. initially causes the damage, and then here he puts a peanut in his nose and shoots it out. <laughs> I actually love that scene so much because I always read it as like really stupidly that what David goes being that he's asking him to change the channel. But this time I realized Bean just does have his own accord. Like, he goes to start talking to us, Bean, and Bean sort of goes, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, puts the thing in his nose, shoots at the television, and then just goes, go on. Carol. Oh. <laughs> Harry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. I still, I still watch this viewing as he was just asking him to change the yeah. station. <laughs> I did it. I'm sorry. We've never mentioned this. The obscene amount of peanut shells in front of Bean in this scene. It's <laughs> that's what I mean. Monstrous. That's what I mean. Like that's what I, I just assumed he was just asking him to change channel because naturally he's just been changing the channel constantly I, all night. I've thought that for years. Yeah, this yeah, same, film has same. been out as long as I've been alive. <laughs> <laughs> I think as long as we've all been alive. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Well, it's it's actually outlived me and Butch. You're you. You're, oh yeah. You're, I, oh, I must get an exact date to see if I'm. I'm pretty sure it's July, but I'm uh, probably. Probably marginally older than me. You're September, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's July or August if you want to check. You know what? I'll check it afterwards. Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. I need get a grip. <laughs> you obviously, spend too much time with David. <laughs> drinking too many cronky crongas, you know. Like. <laughs> um. But yeah, go on. Me? Was I saying something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh god. Okay, maybe that's <laughs> Butch, were you saying something about the... I, I, um, I wasn't, but I can. The with the... I could just rapid fire off a few more, like, single-line notes. Uh, you see Bean the next morning after the heist, he's wearing a Whistler's Mother tie. He must have stolen that the night before as he was getting the, uh, the poster. Uh, also, I think that the art gallery do fire Bean in the end. Oh? Uh, the, the London gallery, because uh, they uh, specifically say at the beginning... That they want to fire him, but they'd have to give him three months' notice, and then they say, "Well, we'll talk to the board director and we'll ask for his immediate dismissal." And then the board director says no. Mm. But mm. then they specifically make a note of being getting a three-month sabbatical oh. uh, on this thing. So they're gonna fire him with the three months' notice, and then give him a three-month sabbatical. So it's basically them immediately dismissing him. Oh shit! So the... at the end of this movie, Bean doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems very happy about it. Didn't the, wait? Didn't the art? Didn't the museum like director say like you're not firing him? They kill him. <laughs> it's and very possible. He is see. an old man. He might be dead by the end of the film. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, we always have to keep that in consideration. Um. All right, I, I've also my- got one more one more little note, which is just on Bean's analysis of the painting, and. Uh, I've put this analysis in quotes is a perfect representation of our podcast. You know, if this movie was small, you know, like microscopic, then you wouldn't be able to see it. 
<laughs> so fucking good. I think I've gone through basically all of my notes. Uh, I mean, so. my I I have a few notes on on the goodbye scene between David and Bean. Um, originally extended, by the way. No way. You have to hold on. I'm gonna go through my notes, and you have to tell me exactly what else happens. Okay. Well, from what you've seen. Um. So I just kind of have it down that David does try to embrace Bean. And then when Bean kind of jokingly dismisses him, which <laughs> is really funny. <laughs> like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of good. But then this time I was like, I don't know, just his whole demeanor, he acts like really offended and really yeah, like, weirded yeah. out. He just kind of walks away. And David completely accepts it. He's like, oh yeah, I guess I was kind of out of line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, David is so saddened by his dismissal. Uh, so I just wrote down a forbidden embrace. Oh. Um, but then... Uh, <laughs> then when um when Bean comes back and gives him uh, uh, his big hug, um I I just noted that David, while finally getting the embrace he sought after, still doesn't feel very comfortable, as if it's it's it is forbidden. He seems quite embarrassed. Mm. He seems, but the, he also seems quite giddy, like obviously showing excitement from have, getting his embrace from yeah. Bean. Um, so I just thought that was kind of a nice, you know, uh, d- dichotomy of, of emotions. Um, also, I just made a note that um, <laughs> when David says that you can come and visit, Bean has like a real big smile. He's like, oh, yeah. And then David uh, kind of breaks. He says, in the distant future. <laughs> and then Bean noticeably gets sad. Oh, like, you know, you, you, you genuinely see his whole face drop. And he kind of spends a second moping. And then he kind of tries to laugh it off. Oh. It actually is kind of upsetting oh. that he genuinely was really happy that he was invited back. And then he's like, oh, no way. He is on. his best friend. Oh, he's his, <laughs> yeah, his best friend. Um, the extension, incidentally, of the scene is a, uh, I'd almost say foreshadowing to Holiday. It is Bean holding a camera, uh, pointing it at David, and he's telling David to get back and to back up so he can take back, a picture. And David, back up da- exactly. And <laughs> David keeps backing up, and uh, eventually David backs up into a pile of luggage, which he then falls over. <laughs> That's, uh, uh, That's it. The the back thing. I was going to save this for next week, but now that you've brought up this scene. That's a slight rehashing of a skit from an episode of the TV show where Bean goes to the park with his camera and uh, asks him. It's kind of reversed. He asks the man to take a picture of him with this statue in the park. And he's going back, 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 (laughs) back. Perfect. (laughs) Is this the man that he stabs with a pencil? (laughs) Yeah, the man steals his camera (laughs) and subsequently Bean stabs him. Um, I need to rewatch the show. Um, Oh, oh, also... Also, I um I have um kind of gone through all my notes this stage, but I do want to say that the universe has actually kind of descended upon me over the week and telling me that this is the right decision to do this podcast. Yeah, because I was on Dublin bus yesterday. Okay, and there was a little girl, and the bus was packed, and I had loads of shopping. Um, I was actually near near you. Um, right, I did my shopping in little. Um, I was gonna pop in, but you know, I I, uh, I, I, I need to I need to get home. Right, um, but I got on this <laughs> packed bus, 
um and like i was standing with my shopping bags in the middle of the bus like trying to hold on to something because naturally bus drivers in dublin be scary like oh yeah and uh, there was this girl sitting on the steps um with her mom beside her she's sitting on the bottom step so i kind of see and she's obviously watching videos on her mom's phone yeah i look down and she is watching an episode <laughs> of being the animated series yeah with no her way no way yeah, yeah. music blaring oh um, yes which i because like i had headphones on but i could just kind of hear uh, and I looked down the episode was just starting so of course I watched this episode <laughs> with this little girl over her shoulder um, take uh, uh, do with that information what you will um, <laughs> but is that not a sign from the universe that is a that sign we're, we're in the right ballpark anyway? that is totally a sign it's God saying keep going keep on keeping on boys I mean again it's God I mean, it's, 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 this it's, whole movie is about God. It's, guys, you gotta believe me. You gotta up. believe me. It's about religion. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, look, are we are we happy to to leave it for the, leave it there? I'd like to just add. Uh, oh, let me think now. Sorry. Uh, add whatever you like, baby. No, you know what? I'll leave the stoicism to next viewing. Uh, okay i have a whole critique on stoicism in in regards to this film and that can finally i am finally as i I, let me be the first to say yeah i thought i thought no one was going to talk about the the stoic (laughs) uh, (laughs) the the, the references to stoicism of the hellenistic age of philosophy in this movie is that i was getting worried (laughs) (laughs) no i'm I'm happy to wrap it up (laughs) um but yeah look that has been episode four of a three bean salad um make sure to uh, get on our our socials uh twitter and instagram at three bean salad pod that's the number three uh you can email us if you want um to three bean salad society at gmail.com that is uh, the, the word the, the three. word three um again i'm pretty sure at this point the petition will be up to release the bean cut and look i mean if you have any you know tips or or any um if you have any sort of insight into the movie or any suggestions make sure to you know just talk to yeah, us share yeah. your thoughts honestly like uh, even if you want to send like we uh uh we little like sound bites we can play them on the show yeah yeah we can do a, a little call-in segment a little possibly. mailbag yeah <laughs> love that um, mailbag. yeah but make sure to share share it around uh to your bean bean loving friends and uh but yeah so you know i've been rob i've been jack I've been